You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Well, what better way to start off this podcast episode than to read you, um, I guess, maybe a little poetry from our friend Mary Cosby? So, this is verbatim me reading. <laughs> a comment that she responded to. So someone said, Mary, did you say the 7-Eleven comment that Jen mentioned? This is exactly what Mary said, everyone. I'm not making this up. No, I never said that to Jen. She's lies. You will see she adds on the she has no rollback tape to no text. Just through T-H-R-O-U-G-H me out there with that trash. And yes, Jen was lying. I never said that to her. I never been to her house in my life, except NYC. She wanted to be something. She has lost what her platform or her point in life is showing the world lies. I said not to her, but this was off camera, not even a cast yet. It was a late, it was late. We was together and in NYC, there was a convenience store. I didn't go in first. I didn't need anything and I felt it was dangerous. She takes that and says 7-Eleven. There are no black man in Utah. So 7-Eleven, the black man, she just added that in there. I promise you if I can be truthful about who Mary is, I'm showing everyone why I don't know. I just felt like my grandmother's story does, should deserves to be told. I would tell you honest. I did not say that. If you notice when someone makes a comment on that strong, they will roll the tape back of me telling her they never once did because it's a lie. Please know better. You can feel me. I'm being real. Thank you for asking. That was very kind. No, Jen's trying to shoot at me. I wish she would go somewhere and leave me alone. I really do. LOL. Sending love. Heart. Mary Flower. M Flower. I'm sorry. I'm guessing the M is for Mary. You guys. I didn't know when that was going to end. Oh, my God. So that's Mary just, Cosby. Like, I just – it's, like, literally, like, somebody's just rambling doing Texas speech and hits post. I just, like, felt like we needed to start off um, our recap with that and dive into Salt Lake because I still don't understand Mary. There are so many things about her. I'm like, wait, what? Huh? I just – I can't. I, I, I don't know. Mary Cosby is – one of the most interesting housewives we've had to recent memory. I, I mean, I don't even know her um, employee who she's known for 20 plus years, but yet she's not close to her at all. And she's family. It is. She goes, it's my grandmother's brother's daughter. I'm like, okay, your cousin. That's an easy way of saying that. 
<laughs> but like just so bizarre. Like I, this person's been – and then she made that comment about like she fell in love with Robert. What yeah, she about? fell in love with Robert and then she also, you know, she's like, I don't know what she does outside of here. It's just, just so weird. So weird. This woman's and- working in your house. You've known her for 20 years, but you don't know her. You are blood related to her. She fell in love with your husband who was also your step-grandpa. Okay, got it. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just kind of – um it was weird. It was strange. I mean, there was a lot in her closet. Did you notice that? And her bedroom. Her master bedroom just has, like, purses and, like, shit everywhere. I can't – I couldn't handle Mary's house. It just seems like it's organized chaos. Like nothing makes sense. The home edit needs to go needs to go to Mary's house. Yes. I get a sense that Mary doesn't sleep and is like up at all hours of the night. And I don't know. I just get just weird. She's just weird. She's a weird man. Like, I don't know She's what weird. to say about that. Well, that's Mary but for you guys. Okay. That is Mary for you. But the episode starts off with the greatest, like, moment ever. First of all, Jen Shaw does have an actual office, so maybe she's not the the scam that I thought she was or the the sham. Um, she's roller skating. She's hula hooping. And then she randomly brings up the story to her s- assistant, Stuart, and says, do you remember when you got drunk two years ago at a party and turned into a rapper called Stu Chains? I mean, that's an incredible rap name. Amazing rap name. Like, I, I want to see a collaboration. And apparently I mean, he could have had one. Chains. Because I, I the after hear. party had, like, Post Malone. And who else was at the after party? The Little John. Little what? John. Yeah. What? Okay. Okay, so, these are horrible. <laughs> I know, we're really bad. This is why moms don't rap. But <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh, Stu Chains could have had a collab for sure. But I just – I loved that. I also love that she's roller skating in her office that looked empty besides Stuart. Okay, let's be real. Monique, not for lazy moms, had a – I'm putting parentheses, uh, parentheses, excuse me, quotations in office. How do we not know, like, and Erica Jane had a office. Like, I wonder if this is just a rental space, maybe. I think everything's rented I'm just, for the – I mean, I'm just kind of like, what, why do you need an – I get an office, having an office in your home. But, like, what – why does – I don't get it. Yeah. What what is Stuart doing that aside from like I guess running errands for you and all that stuff that you need like a full time employee? I I don't know and an office, but I loved it. Uh, I did love it. I mean, this is all extra, and this is why we watch Housewives. And I'm not trying to com- sound like I'm complaining. It's just you know when you start to question what you're watching, that these are the thoughts that go through my head. But yeah. as someone who's been watching Housewives for feels like I don't want to say decades, half your life, half my life, it's just what it is. It is what it is, people. I will also say, you made a note about this too. Jen Shaw, banging body. Yeah, Jen Shaw. Like, I'm pretty sure her nipple was showing. I couldn't tell. I was wondering, I'm like, is this part of the swimsuit or am I seeing a little nip slip? A little nip slip. She said she was going to be modest and wear a one piece, but the one piece showed a lot of her butt and basically, I mean, nipples were exposed, so... I mean, good for you, Mama, for having that much confidence and whatever. I mean, Jen is like, I feel like she's definitely playing up for the cameras. Like, that's probably not a swimsuit she wears every day. Like, she's like, I'm going to get the nicest, like, sexiest swimsuit to wear on camera. Oh, for sure. That, I mean, yeah. I think she she wanted to make sure she looked good. And she should. She has a great body. 
show it off. I was just thought it was kind of weird, though, that like it felt a little odd when Whitney was like, okay, I'm going to make you a tequila drink and then we're going to get in my hot tub. And maybe that's just something people do like that live in Utah, like with cold climates like that, like hot tub parties aren't that uncommon. I just I was like, that's kind of weird. I don't know if I've ever been invited to just have a cocktail with a friend in a hot tub. I mean, it, now that you put it like that, I mean, I think it's a little strange. I kind of I mean, wanted the them to make out. I was waiting just for it. a little strange. I mean, yeah. I really thought they were going to make out that. I'm like, is this Whitney's way of saying she's kind of bi? I could see her having a threesome with another, like a woman and her husband for sure. Oh my gosh. Her, Whitney, I want to party with Whitney. She's she seems like so a fun. good time. Like just a really good time. That party bus, just everything about her. She just seems like a lot of fun. And, I feel like she's really not that bothered by things. Like she stood by inviting Mary. Like and her way of doing things is we don't see it a lot um, with a lot of our housewives. Like she was confrontational, but not in a um, aggressive manner. I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, I yeah, I completely agree. She just handles herself so well. And I will say, as the episode went on, I'm like. I want to party with Whitney, but I kind of really, truly want to be Whitney's friend. She's fun. She doesn't really care what people think about her. Like she was like dancing on the, you know, the, looks like there was a stripper pole on the party bus. She's just letting loose, enjoying her husband's birthday as she should. And then when she was giving Heather advice about like, do you really want to find love and you can find it? And like, I felt like she was being really honest and genuine. It was like a conversation Similar that I've had with friends who were single, like, I can't find someone. I'm like, well, is that just your excuse? Are you really looking? I, I don't know. I just, I really like Whitney. I think she's very genuine, very authentic. I'd, I'm shocked that she might, when all is said and done, be my favorite Salt Lake housewife. It, she's really interesting. And I feel like every episode, there's something new about her. And I'm just really intrigued by her. And her relationship, um, it's just, it's really interesting, all of it. Can we also talk about... Really, I'm backpedaling a little bit before we go back to this party. But um, the husband's getting confessional. So Lisa Barlow's husband. Yes. Well, he's really the only one that's gotten one, right? Have I missed yeah. anyone else? I was like thinking I mean, about it. I'm like, did we see somebody early on and I'm forgetting? I know Coach Shaw we haven't seen as in a confessional. No, he's, he lives in the camera. Yeah. He lives on the phone. He's as Jaron Huger would say. Yeah. Uh, he lives on the phone. No, I mean uh, – Mary's husband has been in it with her. Right. And not a solo. With Meredith. But still, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, I like it. I think her husband, like, I think there's a lot to him, to him, but I think he has been well coached by Lisa. He's very, like, they're very Mormon. They love the idea of, like, challenging themselves to be more and more perfect. So I feel like he's going to be very well coached. And they kind of called him out. They're like, did Lisa prep you for this interview? And he's like, I cannot confirm or deny that. I just, I think... I think he's going to give us a little bit, but there's so much more to him, and I wish we could let that guard down. Oh, for sure. I kind of find just their marriage dynamics interesting and more entertaining than I would have thought just because it's very relatable, like her asking if he was sleeping, but I just thought it was pretty funny. Anyhow, going back to this party at this woman's house, this woman who is the queen of Salt Lake and not Lisa Barlow, apparently, or Park City. Yeah, she's not the queen of – she's the queen of Park City and I guess the Sundance. But uh, the house – okay, some of these houses – and maybe it's just like the vibe of Salt Lake, but it feels very sterile kind of. Like, un- like it didn't feel like it was like someone's home that they actually live in. 
No, I agree with that. I felt like a lot of that they showed a lot of they had a lot of shots of the outside of the homes and rented or not. They're not really aesthetically pleasing to me. I also hate the cold weather, so I don't I don't yeah. well, I have no idea what that has to do with my opinion, but you just saw <laughs> snow and you're like, fuck, I hate that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. See snow and I'm like, fuck this. But yeah, I they do feel a little sterile, a little cold. It's just that house was nice. Um, it was an interesting party. I mean, watching Mary Cosby awkwardly dance in a corner, looking like she wants to fit in, but no one's talking to her. She's not drinking. Like, it was just very interesting to watch. And her necklace, I immediately was thinking of Emily in Paris. Did you notice that? How she had a camera? I didn't think that right away. But when you after I saw your note about that, I'm like, oh, God, she is. Like, she just needs a bucket hat. Yes. Yes. I also love she was dancing by herself. Like at first, I'm like, is she dancing alone? And I went back and I like, you know, rewind. There was she was not talking to anyone. I don't think she knew anyone. And she like put her arm up like she was just like dancing on her own. But you know what? I Mary truly is someone that marches to the beat of her own drum. So that shouldn't surprise me that she's dancing on her own. My only thing that I did not like about this episode. The Vanderpump girls coming in was so forced and staged. Whitney's like, we are, we have a mutual friend. And like somebody made a meme about this, AKA Bravo. But it seemed like they really didn't know her that well. And they were on for such a short amount of time. Like, I just feel like there could have been more done for this crossover. Absolutely. I mean, it just felt very forced and staged. And it was really weird seeing the Vanderpump girls kind of interact with the housewives too. The only thing I loved is that everybody was all about Heather getting some ass. And I I mean, I want to know, do you think she went – so she leaves the party with this very attractive black man that she is introduced to through Jen. Do you think, like, she sealed the deal? She was ready to roll. Her flirting, like, watch out, Ramona. Heather is a way more direct flirt. She is. She's got some game. Like, she's pretty, like, got a sense of humor with her game. Ah, You know, I don't think so. I'm going to say no in hopes that I'm I wrong. Yeah. But I'm well, going to say I don't think she'll no. let it be discussed either. Even though she's like, I'm all about having sex, not being in love and all this stuff. I can just see her realizing the the image and the repercussions of like it being known she had a one night stand. I just don't know if that plays out well in a very Mormon community. For so. sure. But then again, she's on the show. Yeah. And, and drinking and who yeah. knows? Who knows? The only thing too is – so. Meredith and her husband, it just seems like they are so headed for divorce. Like I – he the husband doesn't show up to Brooks's – you know, he's walking um, at the fashion week and he, the husband's not there. And Meredith's like, well, I kind of told him I needed space. I feel bad. He's not coming to our kids' stuff because he knows I don't want him there. I just wonder – so, I mean, we see on Instagram like they are together. They're claiming they're together, that they're better than they've ever been. Do you think we see the reconciliation or did that happen after cameras stopped? Mm, Very good question, Abby. I kind of feel like we'll see the – oh, you know what we'll see it in? Um, At the last episode where they do those little what happened afterwards. I know, but I want to actually see it. Do you think we actually see – I see. I think we're not going to actually see it. I think it will be discussed in the blurb and I think it will be discussed on the reunion. But I'm just curious. I mean, something had to have happened that has now brought them back together. And I hope they don't say the show because anyone who claims that they had like a disjointed marriage and it was rocky and the show brought them together, those are also the people that end up in divorce. And I'm, I kind of am, I'm pulling for them. I'd like for them to stay together. I mean, maybe it was uh, the pandemic. 
and not being able to travel and being oh, quarantined, which is interesting plot twist because a lot of people have headed to divorce because of that. Yeah, or thought about it. I feel like there are moments where I was like, uh, I don't think this house is meant for all of us to be living here together 24-7. So nope. uh, I wonder too, I mean, clearly it's getting a second season. I wonder if they've started filming yet. We haven't heard of anything. We so haven't I doubt heard it. anything, but we'll keep you all posted if we do. I mean, I'm sure we'll see something alluding to it on Instagram because these housewives can't stay away from their phones. Um, they sure can't. Um, but gosh, be careful if you're Instagramming from Kelly Dodd's phone. Did you notice the huge crack in her screen? That was my only takeaway from OC. <laughs> I did. I did notice that. I really... Uh, my only takeaway that I was thinking about while watching this episode of OC as I continue to torture myself through this season is why does Emily have a Peloton in her bedroom? Why wouldn't she have it somewhere else? So many <laughs> people put their Pelotons in their bedrooms. I've seen it in like Instagram, like on in people's Instagram pictures. I think it's really odd, especially when you live in like a huge house. Like, wouldn't you have a home gym or a basement or somewhere else you can put it? But I do know from like following all the Peloton people that a lot of Peloton riders like to have it in their room. So there's no excuse. Like before they go to bed, it's looking at them. When they wake up, it's looking at them. So maybe that's, that's how she motivates That's fair. Herself. But that's that was my takeaway from yeah. that episode. For the record, my Peloton is not in my bedroom. I don't think I – one, I think my husband would hate me if I like woke up at 6 a.m. to go do a ride, which has happened twice, I will say, in my, in my experience as a Peloton rider. But it's not – perfectly quiet even with headphones like no, i think i would wake up i mean you're huffing and puffing it would, yeah, yeah it's, so. it's not quiet i'm actually surprised I, before we truly move on i did was not expecting uh shane to have gotten covid so now we're our bravo liberty count receiving covid we're up to now four that we know of confirmed so we have shannon emily plus shane and then craig and austin but I did not know the severity of it. That was the first I had heard of it. Well, and Ramona has antibodies, guys. Oh, that's right. <laughs> How could I forget Ramona? Uh, I'm sure there's plenty more. Well, now, too, it, it's we also have Beverly Hills. It hasn't happened on camera. Oh, yeah, you're right. Kyle. I feel like when all is said and done, <laughs> we can't count crew because they're not really going to say, like, oh, yeah, the cameraman got it. Like, they might just say, like, a member of, of the crew in production. but. As far as true housewives getting it, I feel like we're going to teeter around the 50% when you look at all the franchises. I know people in Dallas are going to end up getting it. There's no way. Those women were like mocking wearing the masks. New York, I think there's going to be people that get it that we'll see happen that happens on camera. OC, Beverly Hills. Really the only ones that set, like that are actually taking it seriously or haven't confirmed or put it out there that they have it is Atlanta and Potomac. They're the only franchise with that one confirmed positive. Yeah. New Jersey, who had it? Oh, Jen Aiden. Yep. Jen Aiden had it. So wow. guys, just something to think about. Um, all right. Well, let's go into Potomac because boy, I, I don't know if I've ever wanted a reunion to just continue for hours and hours and hours. And I've, I, I wanted, I was so sad when Potomac ended and it, they ended at such a juicy spot. Like it was, it was a good part one. It was incredible. It was riveting, groundbreaking. <laughs> I, I mean, I need a life. It was so good. I, you know, in watching it, I haven't been that captivated by a reunion in a minute. Like it just, I just was really glued in the entire time. 
I mean, the fact Karen Huger, who I love so fucking much, the fact that she told Giselle that hurts her trademark to have such bad fashion. I was like dying. I'm like, who you can't make up this stuff. My favorite part, too, was when Wendy then – like, Wendy – God, like, it, we said this on our Patreon. I feel like Wendy is such a seasoned, housewi- seasoned housewife. It's so crazy to me to think that this is her first reunion because to diffuse that moment, she said, Giselle, you have what I would call pretty girl problems. You are so pretty that you don't put effort or thought into what you're going to wear because it always looks good because you have a pretty face. I'm like, damn, girl. Like, Way to basically say your your fashion sense is terrible, but you're beautiful, which is both statements are true. But I just love the way she said it. And then Giselle was like, I'll take that. That can be my struggle. I'll have that as my problem. It was just, I don't know. It was beautiful. It was. I mean, can we go back to, okay, you guys will we'll share a little bit of what we talk about on our Patreon if you're not subscribed to it already. But we know that um, Giselle's home decor, is that her home decor or fashion inspiration is? Chris Jenner. Which Chris Jenner's probably like, don't ever fucking mention my name, Giselle. That's I, what she said would be if, her I would die like Giselle. Could you imagine though, like let's say you've had Giselle to your house and then she's on an interview and she's like, My inspiration was my friend, Vanessa Rizzi. I would be like, I've got to change my house. Like if this is what inspired what I'm seeing on TV. I'm offended. I poor Chris Jenner. I don't even like Chris, but I was like, that is a bit of an insult that I'm sure she meant for it to be a compliment. Oh, it was definitely a compliment, but I'm like, mm, okay, that's cute, girl. Okay, the that's other cute. thing, too, that we have to talk about that everyone mentioned, but and it changed multiple times. So Ashley's hair was, like, very sleek and straight and then and down and kind of, like, on, on, like, a shoulder off to the side. And then we have a break. It goes curly. And at the end, it's straight again. Now, I know sometimes they, the way they sequence stuff on the actual episodes isn't in chronological order. But I would think for a reunion, you would kind of have it be somewhat chronological and you're just cutting stuff out. I wouldn't think you would be like, oh, this happened at like the second hour. Now we're going to jump to what happened in hour five. And then we're going to go back to what happened in hour three. But that must have been what happened the way her hair changed. Oh, guessing- Absolutely. I don't think it's weird. weird they curled it. I think she probably had a break and was like, I'm not liking the way it's looking. Let's curl it. Give it some other, like, make it look different. But for then for it to go back to straight, I'm like, oh, this is making me question some of it. Like, not that it's fake or produced. Obviously, they said all of it. It just, I don't like when it doesn't follow chronological order. No, I agree with that. I kind of wonder if it's, she started out with it. Well, I guess she didn't because the introductions with Andy, her hair was straight. Because yeah. I could see it starting curly and then brushing out the curls for it to be smooth but yeah. bouncy and wavy. But that doesn't make sense. So I I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I thought that was interesting. What was your take when Andy asked Candace about her Twitter? That um, was I another love, funny moment. I love – I could never imagine someone being like, Abby, you're a disaster on any type of social media platform and me looking at them saying thank you. She truly thought it was like a compliment. Yeah. It wasn't – it's like I'm surprised that Andy didn't say sweetie because I feel like, like I can yeah, fully hear him say that. That's not but, a good thing. Like, I mean, Donald Trump is a disaster on Twitter. Like <laughs> that's the company you're in, Yeah, Candace. You're – your disaster. I just thought that was really funny. I will say in watching this reunion, I thought maybe I would go to one side or another. I really feel like neither one of them is innocent. At the end of the day, if I had to pick a side, and I hate that I, 
I'm on this side because I think she is problematic as well. And I don't think she's necessarily a good person. I would be more in Candace's corner because I do think when you take something to a physical level and you don't have any remorse for it, that's terrible. But in just watching the way they were talking about each other and just the way they were interacting, I'm like, really, neither Candace um, nor Monique are innocent. But then also Ashley. Like, Ashley really inserted herself into parts where she didn't need to. And I can't decide if I still think this is like, ooh, go Ashley. This is you like finding your, not finding your voice. She's always had one, but like you really just like inserting who you are and having newfound confidence. Or if it's like, she's just being messy. I can't decide. I feel like it's a little bit of both. I feel like Ashley has always been messy and all, yeah. always been a potster. But I think for Ashley, what stands like what she really holds on to and why she's willing to kind of die on this sword. That's the right one. I think um, is because of the loyalty that Monique showed to shared, yeah. showed her by not sharing, telling anyone about um, her. I don't I wouldn't even call them indiscretions, but they're the openness in their relationship of her marriage of how they've had relationships with other people. So I feel, I feel like because of that, she's like kind of ride or die in that sense. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. There's definitely a, a sense of like blind loyalty there. Uh, but I don't know, just and watching that, I'm like, oh, all three of you guys are not innocent. Uh, okay. Now the takedown. Oh. I mean, so we we knew this binder was happening. We saw previews, Mo, you know, Monique's holding this binder. She's talking about it as she's getting ready. And the binder doesn't come into play until really the last 10 minutes. And I think maybe the most chilling moment is when, first of all, she the fact that she organized everybody by tabs. I'm like, oh, my God, you definitely not a lazy mom. You've got too much time on your hands, though, if you can put that type of binder together and organize it that way. But then... <laughs> She starts reading the text messages, and when she says, is that his number? And they bleep it out for his own, you know, um, privacy and security. But Jizzy, she, like, very calmly is like, yeah, yeah, that's his number to Andy. I was like, holy shit, this is true. It's so, like, it was riveting. Like, I was was just, like, glued. I was like, holy shit, this is wild. And Robin's face, like, everyone's faces, even – when Karen, I mean, this I have to go back a little bit because I'm replaying this all in my head. But even when Karen like straight up called it out, yeah, about him having a relationship with other women, and then the binder started to come out, it's just ah, crazy. And then today, I know Pastor Holy Whore went live um, with his own binder and is trying to discredit. Monique by revealing that Chris Samuels allegedly has CTE, which is a condition that you can get. uh, It's like a brain injury. It happens a lot with football players, if you're not familiar with that. Allegedly has that. And that Chris Samuels was allegedly uh, almost kicked out of the reunion because he almost attacked Robin and Giselle. Okay, if that did happen, we will see it on camera. Like, there's no way they won't show Chris trying to go after two of the housewives. I mean, we will definitely see that. If Chris does have CTE, though, like, I just think, like, that is, that's not something you take lightly. Like, I mean, people have taken their own lives. They have, there have been so many victims of CTE, including 
the spouses of those with CTE. Like it's just so serious. And if that is true and you do know Chris has this anger problem and you think Monique now is like learning from him, why would you poke at a bear like that? Truly like, and you are supposed to be a man of God. I don't, I, I mean, so what if Chris saw that does have CTE, it triggers him. He gets super angry and does something that puts himself, his wife or his kids in danger. Like, I just feel like if that truly was, if this is true and you really are concerned, you're not going to go on an Instagram live. You're going to talk to people in their circle. You're going to talk to their pastor and be like, I want you to go check on them. I'm nervous. I'm worried. Not, I'm going to exploit you. No, absolutely not. And I mean, the fact too, that he also, he said he regretted being on the show. I think he said that. I mean, there's so much from this live. I mean, he also called Giselle his wife and then ex-wife a couple of times. He'd be like, my wife, I mean, ex-wife. And, and I'm, not, like, I'm not saying like they secretly got married or anything, but I think in his head, he still thinks of Giselle as his wife. Yeah. I mean, it's weird given how he treats her. It's, I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, it's kind of wild and I wish they were filming. I mean, we, we had spilling, um, spiraling, excuse me, and I wish they were filming it. But I mean, guys, that was part one. So we still have a lot more to unpack and I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. So moving into Atlanta, we've kind of, we finally get introduced to the newer official housewife and friend of with LaToya and Drew. And Drew is right, like in second place with me under Mary for people I don't understand. But we'll, we'll wait to dive into Drew. Um, and some of the things that we we learned about her in her first episode. But the first first thing they start off with is um, Cynthia is at Kenya's house. Um, they're having a gathering and LaToya uh, shows up there as well um, to kind of, I guess, be formally introduced. Although the women know LaToya and we've seen her on the show before. Yeah, we have. We have seen her. I was actually surprised that Cynthia went in for a hug given COVID and not knowing her. I don't, <laughs> this is sad. This is very 2020 comment of me to make, but I don't know that I would have gone in for a hug. And I, I do like a introductory hug every, depending on the vibes I'm getting and how many drinks I've had. But I was surprised that she went in for a hug. Latoya seems like she's going to be a lot. She definitely is going to be a lot. She's going to be, I mean, I can see, I feel like LaToya is a person you're either going to like or you're not. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to like her. I don't think I am either. I I just, I I don't, I think her vibe is I'm going to go in there and I'm going to stir shit up and that's all. And that's, that's all there is to it. I also think it's, I feel bad for them. I get that they're doing this outside to be safe uh, because of COVID, but it is 93 degrees out. They're all wearing like pretty dresses, sweating their asses off, but they're all sitting on top of one another. I know. That's like the funny part watching it. Like like, go inside with the air conditioning. If you're going to like the whole point of being outside is like it's easier to distance. You have more room. It's not that like, oh, automatically now you're safe and you can come within six feet of people. Like you're going to basically sit on someone's lap. You might as well be in the air conditioning. So you're not dabbing your face 24 seven with sweat. I mean, the droplets could be passed on just by them robbing against each other. Yeah, no, they were sitting on top of each other. I could not agree more with that. I could not agree more. It was yeah. it was pretty um, interesting and entertaining, but really like the main thing from this episode for me 
is really Drew and her relationship with Ralph. I yeah. Okay. So they got let's just start with the basics. They got married within six months of meeting each other. She had a child from a previous marriage and they have had two children together. So basically they have, you know, they're a family of five. There's three kids, all of this within six years. They were are celebrating their six year anniversary. Her mom moved in with them though, because Drew had to get, was it like knee surgery or some type of pr- medical procedure done. And she was going to need assistance. The mom is not a fan of Ralph. It seems like there's been a lot of fighting there. Very similar to, I think, what Candy has with a situation with her mom and husband. But we learn with Ralph having a heart-to-heart with Mike, who he's just met, but they're going to pray for each other and they're going to be there for one another. I'm like, that is a fast friendship. We learn, though, (laughs) that he just left one day and refused to tell his wife where he was at and just took off for a few days. But he made sure to tell Mike, he's like, I just had to get out and I left, but I made sure everything was in order. I'm like, you have three kids and your wife can't even like walk around the house comfortably. How could you make sure everything was in order, but leave for for that many days? And it's not a black guy thing. I'm just going to call his shit out. It's not. That is, don't, don't group. (laughs) No, it's not. I'm like, it's just, it's, it's weird. That's, that's troubling. And I found it even more troubling that he was bothered by how troubled she was by it. That is not normal behavior, let alone, I looked it up. He said he drove to um, to go to see the beach, and she's like, okay, what beach? Where? And she kept pushing on it. And he drove to Tampa, which is six hours from Atlanta. He didn't have to drive that far. There, like, I mean, Gulf Shores would have been a short little trip. There was something, there's definitely something going on there. And then to add a layer to it, she claims, and this is where I'm like, either he is a gaslighting, which we have seen, or she's crazy. And it could be a combination of both. But then she said there's cameras in their house everywhere. I'm guessing kind of like security cameras, but he can watch them and that her and her mom were on the couch and they noticed that like the camera, like the light was on. And then she looked in his phone and there was a picture of her sleeping on the couch and then her mother playing with the kids. That's really creepy. So he leaves them, but then is continually watching them. It's really, really creepy. I don't care. It's That's really messed up. Like that's, that's like a, that's a trust issue. That whole, I mean, this relationship, I don't see it lasting. I mean, I think of Brandy Glanville. I feel like hot women who are, have a troubled marriage who go on housewives. I think she's kind of right with her tweet that they go on to kind of get out. And I feel like Drew might be trying to get out. I don't know. I just, that was really, really strange. And also like they were supposed to be celebrating their six year anniversary. And he started it off with such a weird question. Like what had it forgot how we phrased it. Like, like, do you have any questions for me? You can ask me. Yeah. Like what feedback? Yeah. Or what, like what things do we need to work on? I'm like, okay, well, I don't know that I would want to talk about that at my anniversary dinner. Cause then it went into the fight and then unraveled all these things. He just seems I don't know. He just seems off. Like to the point where it could get dark. I think he's like one of those people we're going to find out has like another family (laughs) somewhere else. Like, and that's why he was going to Tampa. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So anyway, um, that uh, it's getting good in Atlanta. And 
I mean, this is just beginning. So this is just the beginning. And again, programming note, we'll cover Southern charm as we see fit. If there's anything really juicy and exciting to talk about, we'll discuss it there. We did. And I feel like this, I mean, might as well be our shout out. Um, just for having a good time, uh, for giving us this unexpected live. Justin Anderson. I mean, what a guy. (laughs) Went bonkers. But Kristen Cavallari, Austin, Justin Anderson, and Craig had a really, really good time. And we share our thoughts on our Patreon page about all of that, including our top 10 Bravo moments of the year. So if you're interested in knowing our thoughts, more of our thoughts, check that out. And we do it with our buddy, Ryan Bailey. One other many little shout out to you I was thinking about, uh, this is going to sound kind of weird, but Tom Cruise went berserk on his crew. This isn't me saying that I think that's okay, but I will say in like watching it, I was like, it was kind of nice to know that there are people out there that like were, are taking it seriously as far as social distancing and wearing a mask. And then like when he mentioned, like there are people who like are losing their in their industry, losing their homes, can't put food on the table because movies aren't being made. I don't know. It's kind of like, you know what? You go, Tom Cruise. I've never liked you. But in that moment, I was kind of like, I, it was nice to see somebody like super rich who really wouldn't be affected if this movie shuts down. He did, like he has millions upon millions. He's fine. But it's taking it seriously because of the livelihood of those that like work the camera or, you know, are lighting and all that stuff. So. I don't know. I will give a mini little shout out to Tom Cruise and his uh, epic meltdown. It was unbelievable. I haven't seen that. Like I'm I'm usually up on the pop culture and like – Oh, it's good. Glued on everything and I have not seen that. So I I will say despite the Scientology and the weirdness with Tom Cruise, I've only heard like kind things about him. That He's like nice to people. He scares the fuck out of me. I think (laughs) that – no, I think after watching Scientology shit, he – I mean – Maybe that's another Patreon episode you and I should do. <laughs> oh my god! Have you seen Going Clear? I have. It's oh. it's messed up, and I watched uh, Leah Remini's show. Oh, her yeah. stuff was good for like three episodes, and then it just became too much. But yes, it is crazy. Maybe we will do that. Uh, anyway, so we will. We went six, seven minutes over. We'll wrap this up quickly. Here we go. The usual routine. You guys know what we're going to say. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it so much. If you wanted to give us a nice uh, holiday gift. Today is the last night of Hanukkah. We are coming up on Christmas. Kwanzaa is coming up. Please, please give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. We love listening to them. We love seeing them and it truly makes a difference. And if you're not following us on Instagram, please make sure you are at Real Moms of Bravo. You guys, the tea has been hot. We've had the lives with Justin Anderson and Kristen Cavallari with our Southern Charm boys. We have Pastor Jamal, you know, at any moment, one of these Potomac Housewives is going to go live and just crazy shit's going to come out of their mouth. So make sure you're following us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. And with that, we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. 
in an I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.